What's up, guys? Tyler Piper here with the Call the Audible podcast, brought to you by Call the Audible and Ride the Wave Media. Um, this is the podcast where I give you kind of a in-depth look and a- analyze look at the posts that I make on Call the Audible and Ride the Wave. If you haven't already, if you're not from there, uh, which I assume you are, go follow at Call the Audible at Ride the Wave Media and at Tyler Piper Twenty Two on Instagram, um, because that's where really you'll see these types of posts. Um, and that's what I go over each week on this podcast is, you know, you see you see the five names listed on Tyler's Top 5, but why is this one above that one? Um, you know, why is Tyreek Hill number four instead of number three? Blah, blah, blah. That's what I go through on uh, this podcast is I give you my in-depth analysis on my posts each week. So we're going to start with Tyler's Top 5. We'll talk NFL Week 16, postseason, um, offseason, playoffs, the playoff picture right now, uh, this week of games, next week of games. Uh, we got it all for you here on Call the Audible Podcast. So with that being said, let's get into Tyler's Top 5. Starting at quarterback, then we'll go to running back, wide receiver, tight end. Teams, and actually have a special head coach post for this week. Don't know why, just coach of the year talk is starting to heat up. And so I figured I'd give you my top five coaches just this week. So at quarterback, went with Aaron Rodgers first overall. And I really decided to go with Aaron Rodgers because uh, I just have a couple stats I saw, really. Um, first of all, the stats speak for themselves. Rodgers should be the MVP. His stats show that he's the MVP. Um, he has six more touchdowns than Mahomes, a less, one less interception, completed more of his passes, um, hasn't even attempted as many passes as Mahomes, um, and has the same yards per attempt. So really everything kind of speaks for himself. Mahomes does have more yards, but that speaks to the attempts and all that. Um, and some of the yards downfield that he gets from Tyreek Hill. Um but, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he is one, if he completes this year, if he doesn't throw a pick in Week 17, which I don't think he will because he's, he's only thrown five all year, um, Aaron Rodgers, if he does that, will be, will have one of four quarterback seasons where the quarterback threw for more than 40 touchdowns and then five or less interceptions. And the other three quarterbacks who did that were all Aaron Rodgers in separate seasons. Um, so that just kind of speaks to who he is as a quarterback, what he's good at, a lot of touchdowns, not a lot of picks. That's hard to do, especially with a lot of attempts. Um, so he's just had a phenomenal year. And, you know, he's pretty down there in attempts. I mean, he's outside of the top 10 in pass attempts this year, and he still put up just the best stat line of the year by far. So Aaron Rodgers won, Patrick Mahomes two. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, another stat I saw that kind of made me put him two instead of one potentially, uh, was that he's had, I think, 16, 12 or 16 dropped interceptions this year, which is just mind-boggling. That would bring his tally to, what, 22? Because he has 38 touchdowns, 6 picks right now. So that was 38 touchdowns, 22 picks. I mean, guys are ridiculing Russell Wilson. I am, too, for having 13 interceptions. But can you imagine if Mahomes, the poster boy of the NFL, had that right now? That would be, that would definitely be interesting. He'd probably still get praised. Um, and he'd probably still deserve it. But just a lot of turnover-worthy plays from Mahomes this year. Every time I watch him, I feel like I see one or two balls that should have been intercepted. I know this weekend, A.J. Terrell dropped one um, in the Falcons-Chiefs game, which was just way too close. But that's another story for later on. Mahomes, number two, though. Josh Allen making his late case for the MVP. You know, was definitely in it early. I felt early it was Allen versus Wilson. They both kind of dropped out of the discussion. But Allen is clawing his way back in. Having big, big days against good teams, good defenses. In Buffalo, Stephon Diggs has been so good for his career. And, you know, he's going to throw single-digit single, single digit interceptions, most likely. He has nine right now. 
Um, and I'm not sure how much he's going to play next weekend, probably get a quarter. So I don't, I think he'll finish it with, you know, maybe 34, 35 touchdowns and nine picks, um, which is where he's at right now with 34 and nine. He's just having a great year. Um, and he took a big step from year one to year two and from year two to year three. Um, and I predicted it this year, um, but I, I didn't think he'd be this good. I thought he would definitely take another step forward, but I didn't know he was going to be this freaking good. You know, right now he has 14 more touchdowns and the same amount of interceptions, I believe, as he did last year, which is just remarkable. So Allen, number three. Brady, number four, was in the top five. Brady and Wilson, my four and five in that order. Tom Brady, then Russell Wilson. Both um, were really steady in my top five most of the year, definitely early in the season. Both kind of dropped off in the middle, had some rough patches, um, or had just had some really rough games. Um Brady more than Wilson there, and then Wilson kind of went through a rough turnover patch in the middle of the year. Uh, both have come out of it, have looked better in recent weeks, um, and both are rounding it out. So Tom Brady, 36 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Wilson, 38 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, rounding out my quarterbacks. Then we go to running back. Alvin Kamara is number one. I went with Kamara one because he has 83 catches along with you know 16 rushing touchdowns and five receiving touchdowns. He has 21 touchdowns this year, which is just... I mean, this is a great – I don't know why more people aren't talking about this. He could finish um, with 2,000 yards, quite honestly, if he has another big game. Um, I don't know how far away he is, but it, it's just that type of season. 21 touchdowns is just so amazing from a running back. Um, just Kamara, and he's number one. You know, doesn't have the same amount of rush yards. He has, I think, the most rushing touchdowns in the league right now, um, or joint first or second. Um, but, you know – the reason what separates him, him is his main threat is in the receiving game. And, yeah, he also has the most rushing touchdowns in the game. That Minnesota game was a big help to that. Otherwise, he would have been, you know, 10 or 11. But um, just an all-time Christmas Day performance from him this weekend. Um, and, yeah, he's been phenomenal. Dalvin Cook, number two. Um, I went with him over Henry despite Henry having more rushing yards. Cook does have one more touchdown. Um, in less attempts, but Dalvin Cook can catch it. He can run it outside and inside, and I feel like Derrick Henry's kind of a one-trick pony, though he's really, really good at that one trick. Um, you, ju you just kind of run him between the tackles or just outside the tackles, but you don't really want him to run him outside. Uh, he's fast. He can kill you late, but, you know, he can't really catch it. Um, he's just kind of a one-trick pony in the rushing game, which is fine, but, you know, that's just kind of who he is. So I went with Cook over Henry because Cook is more dynamic. Um, and then Aaron Jones and James Robinson, both have just been there for their teams, have been reliable all year long. Um, not scoring the most touchdowns, not rushing for the most yards, but they are 4-5, and five, just not as many yards as the guys in front of them. But both have just been very solid all year for their teams and have been reliable. Wide receiver now, Stephon Diggs, number one. He leads the league in catches and yards, and he just he, – I mean, his touchdowns are coming uh, more and more often at this point. But 120 catches for 1,459 yards and eight touchdowns. He's been at the top for a couple a couple weeks for me, I think. Um, and that's that's drawn questions because Devontae Adams has 109 for 1,328 and 17 in less games. But I think any given Sunday, Stephon Diggs is going to show up and he's just going to be dominant. Um, and he's going to have nuclear games and semi-nuclear games, but it's not going to be nuclear and then kind of shallow games from Devontae Adams. Um, but Devontae is still having a great year. He's my number two. Hopkins, three. He's just consistent. 111 catches, 1,372 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, and then Allen Robinson coming to number five. I think this is his first time on Tyler's top five. Aaron Jones was, I think, a first-time guy last year. I called him a virgin. 
for Tyler's top five. Allen Robinson this week. Late in the year, hard to see that push, but um, he's just been he's been very very good with Foles and Trubisky, and I think he's not going to be a bear next year. I think he's going to go to a place with a more reliable quarterback. He'll get a pick where he plays because he'll be a free agent, um, unless they sign a big deal and they find a franchise quarterback or they stick with Trubisky and he's okay with that. Um, but I do think he'll be somewhere else next year, um, and he'll be able to become a wide receiver again for a better quarterback. Even though this year he's still putting up great numbers and he's fifth right now for me. Uh, with Keenan Allen a close sixth. Um, <clears throat> then we go to uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey one. You know, the Kansas City offense kind of, I'd call him a volcano to be honest, kind of sounds weird, but they lie dormant for a while and then erupt every once in a while. And they lie dormant for a while and people are wondering, is he going to erupt, is he going to erupt? And then all of a sudden it does um, kind of unexpectedly again. Kind of let it, they let it cool down, they let it uh, simmer. And then it explodes again. But you kind of wonder what the hell is going on when it's dormant. Uh, you wonder when it's going to break again, when it's going to ex- erupt again. And that's kind of the Kansas City offense for me. You know, Tyreek Hill um, has a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns, but not a lot of catches compared to the guys who have similar yards to him. And the fact that Demarcus Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and McCole Hardman. Uh, can run and sometimes Sammy Watkins can run these deep routes and can get can beat man coverage um, and can beat all different sorts of coverages and get yards after the catch Sammy Watkins great after the catch um, it, it allows Travis Kelsey to work because I mean defenses sometimes are playing quarters which is just basically deep prevent not like Hail Mary prevent but deep prevent you know 10 and back for linebackers really um, and then even further back for safeties 10 yards back for linebackers I mean and uh so it allows Travis Kelsey to work underneath to get seven, eight, nine yards a catch, um, and then to break off because they're playing shallow to prevent Kelsey, and then it allows Travis uh, Tyreek Hill to get open deep. So there's just a lot of ways the Kansas City offense works, but Travis Kelsey so benefits because of how often they run deep with their receivers and try and take a shot. It allows Travis Kelsey to be underneath and for Mahomes to realize, oh, he's open, I can dump it off to him. Um, extension one of the highest paid tight ends in the league i think he and kittle are pretty close there but definitely deserving and we can't wait to see kittle back let me go waller who's kind of a receiver in that las vegas offense let me go rob tanyan 10 rob tanyan sorry um kind of a surprise player of the year is having such a good season for the green bay packers so reliable for aaron Rodgers in the in the red zone i think he has double digit touchdowns not sure if he scored one this weekend but i know he had 10 last time i did tell top five um, so yeah, he's been great. He's been a very surprising player, kind of overtaken um, Mercedes Lewis for that starting role and the veteran. Um, and it's great to see uh, him breaking onto the scene this year. And I have Hawkinson. You know, Marvin Jones Jr. has missed time. Kenny Galladay has uh, missed time. Or Marvin Jones has also just kind of been um, inconsistent, and uh, you can't really count on him to show up every single week as a wide receiver one like you can Galladay when he's healthy. Um, so Hawkinson has been there for Matt Stafford all year, and I think Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are both going to be free agents. So maybe T.J. Hawkinson after this year is the new staple of that offense. Regardless, he's having a great year. He's number four, and Mark Andrews number five, been a reliable um, up and down the field for Lamar Jackson. Uh, had a great drive in that Monday Night Football win for Baltimore, but uh, he's just been very, very good. Um, so he rounds out my tight ends. So 12 minutes on Tyler's top five. Now we'll get to games in a phrase look at my super bowl bubble talk about offseason quarterback moves potentially at the end if there's time 
Um, and with that being said, let's go to games in a phrase. That's my Tyler's top five. Oh, sorry. Got to do, got to do teams. Green Bay number one. So I kind of do. Could the number one team beat the number two team? Two beat three, three beat four, and four beat five. Green Bay, I think, would go into Buffalo and beat them. Uh, Buffalo doesn't have a a solid run game. Devin Singletary and Zach Moss kind of piece it together little by little. They each have a good game every once in a while, but they both kind of just you know. 3.5, 3.4 yards of carry, nothing too special. Um, and so, you know, Buffalo, just not reliable to run the ball. Green Bay, that's the only thing where I'd still have somewhat cause for concern. But, you know, who knows, Josh Allen could go in. But I think Josh, Stephon Diggs on Jerry Alexander would be a great matchup. Um, potential Super Bowl, who knows, maybe Buffalo surprises Kansas City and goes there. But I think Buffalo today would beat Kansas City. Maybe not in the playoffs. Maybe they'd play a little bit more urgent in the playoffs. But Buffalo's offense has been that unstoppable. And like I said, Kansas City just kind of seems dormant to me. Um, Kansas City, New Orleans definitely have questions about Drew Brees. But that that defense is great. And Kansas City, after all, did beat New Orleans, even though it was close. Then New Orleans, four to Seattle, five. I think New Orleans would beat Seattle. I think they will in the NFC Championship game this year, potentially. Um, you know, Russell Wilson struggling. Uh, as of late, not so much as he was in the middle of the season, but he's just not as explosive, and he he's not throwing four touchdowns and no picks a game, and you know thirty one for thirty five like he was at the beginning of the year, but he's more you know twenty one for thirty four at this point with just one touchdown and you know two hundred yards. He just kind of looks scared to throw the ball and throw picks because he's already thrown so many this year, which is unlike him. Um, so I think New Orleans would beat Seattle, and that defense is phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, that rounds out my Tyler's top five. Uh, my coaches. I believe I had Flores one. Um, sorry, I don't have it written down on this piece of paper. I can head over to Ride the Wave Media really quick and uh, and look at who I put as my top five coaches. Uh, here we go. Already lots of comments um, surfacing. Not sure how you swipe, but regardless, I had uh, a good. I had some good coaches in there. I think I had Flores, Reed. Um, Carol Stefanski, um, and just you know some of the top coaches in the league. Sorry, I don't have those for you right here, but we will move on to games in a phrase. You'll see this in a couple days on Ride the Wave, um, but we'll go 16 games this weekend. Now that there's no more bye weeks, uh, Minnesota New Orleans six touchdowns. Kamara pretty self-explanatory. Alvin Kamara six touchdowns, one of the all-time Christmas Day performances. Um, Tampa Bay, Detroit, the Bucks are getting hot. I don't want to get ahead of myself. I mean, I am putting them in my Super Bowl bubble because maybe the momentum is a little more, will be a little bit more, um, you know, mentally rather than actual momentum because they're playing a lot of soft defenses right now and they're lighting it up. I want to see them against a Chicago again or against a New Orleans again where they've struggled against really good defenses. But as of right now, they're getting hot. Um, and maybe that momentum will be more mentally that, all right, this thing is um, finally coming together, and Brady's more confident, and A.B. and Mike Evans are all more confident because they're gaining momentum. Even if they get softer opponents, maybe the mental piece will help. San Francisco, Arizona, third string throws three. C.J. Beathard in the game. Um, not sure. Kyle Shanahan loves him. Otherwise, he would have gone back to him. He was their starter until Garoppolo was ready a couple years ago. They went with Mullins. Mullins turned the ball over a lot. Um, was pretty decent. Um, but, you know, anytime C.J. Beathard's gone in the game, he's had a very good game, really. Uh, and, uh, yeah, third-string quarterback throws three, upsets Arizona. Their playoff destiny is no longer in their hands. Um, I believe 
Miami, Las Vegas, Fitzmagic strikes again, comes in the game, completes that pass that, I mean, really was a no-look pass. I mean, like he broke his neck. Um, but Fitzmagic, Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick comes in the game for Tua. Interesting situation down there in Miami. I think it's going to have a physical and mental toll on Tua. Uh, you know, just kind of he keeps getting replaced. I wouldn't rule it out against Buffalo Week 17 if they have to, if they have to win that game because really they do to get in the playoffs. But yeah, Miami, Las Vegas, Fitzmagic strikes again, and Las Vegas blows another lead. New York Giants versus Baltimore. Danny Dimes decisions. He's not turning the ball over as much anymore. But in 12 games last year, 13 games last year, he had 24 touchdowns to 12 picks. At this point, I think he has eight touchdowns and nine picks. So he has regressed completely. Um, and I feel like a part of that is, you know, he's completing like 15 to 30 throws a game, 15 to 20, 25 throws a game. And at that point, he's not turning the ball over, but he's also not scoring touchdowns. So I'd rather have you throw four touchdowns and one interception like he was last year multiple times than um, just to have you throw no touchdowns and no interceptions. So they're going to have to make a decision. They could, I think I saw something that they could either have the third pick in the draft um, or be in the playoffs, depending on how this weekend goes. So if they have the third pick, I would not rule out a quarterback move. I would also not rule them bringing in a veteran to push Daniel Jones. Uh, but they have decisions to make on him uh, if this play continues. But I do think he'll be their starter next year in some capacity. But maybe, maybe it's a competition with a veteran. Kansas City, Atlanta, way too close. Number one passing offense in the league, at least on paper. Um, and the worst, one of the worst passing defenses in the league, at least on paper again. Um, that was just way, way too close. It should not have come down to kicks. Uh, Young Waku missed a kick. Otherwise, it would have gone to overtime. And, you know, Kansas City lies dormant. They went on a bad Chargers defense or on a mediocre Chargers defense. Uh, they went to overtime. And, you know, kind of the same story again. They're kind of waiting for the big play to happen. What happens if it doesn't? What happens if it doesn't come? way too close. Kansas City needs to play with a little more urgency. Otherwise, they're not going to repeat this thing. I think they'll come alive in the playoffs, though. Cleveland, New York Jets. Jets, second straight win, but the the term is the phrase Baker by himself. Top four receivers there. Gone. Due to COVID, due to injury. Uh, so he was kind of all by himself. Two starting offensive linemen out. Baker Mayfield had to, had to do it all. I think he attempted 51 throws at the end of the day. Um, and, and that was a that was a crucial game. Kind of thought Cleveland would walk away with it um, easily, but you know couldn't get the ground game started. And in New York, that's their third game that they that they were the better that they were the better team. The Las Vegas game they were the better team, but you know Greg Williams had that play call. Um, very interesting to see that. But Baker by himself, uh, without a run game, without a great offensive line, without great receivers, it was just all right. He was just average. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, at least in the year. I'm, I'm not sure I didn't watch the game, but but Baker by himself. Chicago-Jacksonville, the Bears coming back. Um, good defensive play to pick off former quarterback of the Chicago Bears, Mike Glennon. And Trubisky looking good. Cincinnati-Houston, not the same Texans. 4-11 and last year they were in the playoffs and had a league on the eventual champions. And had a lead on the eventual champions. Um, just not looking too good right now. Um yeah, really just a rough, rough season. But guess what? It'll never get this bad for Deshaun Watson. He'll have better receivers next year. Kind of sucks that Kenny Stills left. Um, but, you know, and Brandon Cooks, I think, had a pretty good game this weekend. But it'll just never get this bad. He needs a number one. I think they'll find that in the draft potentially. Or if not in free agency, maybe that's where Allen Robinson ends up. 
But regardless, they're going to make some moves. They're going to trade away a lot of guys. But they're in a rebuild, and it sucks because Bill O'Brien kind of forced him into that. He could have been the answer. If he was just not the GM, they'd, I think that'd still be a playoff team, especially with no clear number one in that NFC, AFC South. Indianapolis-Pittsburgh Steelers come back. They came back really in more than one way. Um, come back from 17 down, I think, at half. And they came back. It's the Steelers that we saw that went in 11-0. Uh, sloppy, but they found a way to win at the end of the day. Carolina-Washington, Haskin exits in more than one way. Haskins exited the game, exited the stadium, and in turn exited the Washington football team the next day. Los Angeles Chargers, Denver Broncos. Chargers trending upwards. I think that's two or three straight wins. Justin Herbert looking very, very good. Um, 28 touchdowns, 10 picks, broke the rookie record. Anthony Lynn might have a job after this late stretch of games. He might have a job next year. Philadelphia-Dallas, this was vintage Dallas Cowboys football. Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball well. Andy Dalton threw it well, was efficient in the passing game. He's going to get a big job next year. He's going to get money next year. I'm telling you what. Um, but that was vintage Dallas Cowboys football. That's how they want to play. Play good on defense, get takeaways from Jalen Hurts, three turnovers from Hurts. Um a fumble that really wasn't, and then two interceptions. But that's vintage Cowboys football. Get a couple takeaways, run the ball well, and throw the ball well. And throw the ball efficiently more than anything. So that was vintage Cowboys football, and they were playing very well. And I like Dallas's weekend again, I think. Seattle, L.A. Rams, Hawks keep improving. Defense keeps improving. Offense getting back to old ways um, slowly, uh, by sure, slowly but surely. Green Bay, Tennessee, Green Bay Super Bowl bound. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm talking Derrick Henry. They committed a lot of guys. They had rovers. They had guys in the box. They had six defensive linemen, five defensive linemen down. Just committed to Derrick Henry, and they got him a couple times. They got him on that read option. They got him on misdirection. But guess what? It worked. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't play much of a role, um, and they were able to get some turnovers off Ryan Tannehill. Um, but but that. I mean, that's that shows me more than any other team showed me this weekend. And Green Bay might be Super Bowl bound after that. Buffalo, New England, it's a great quarterback in Josh Allen versus bad quarterbacks in Stidham and Newton. Sorry to your Ride the Wave fans listening to this. Sorry to your Patriots fans listening to this. But uh, Josh Allen showed you what you had at one point in Tom Brady. It shows what you have now in Cam Newton. And, you know, what, what was that, nine completions the whole game? Horrible from the two quarterbacks. So uh, that rounds out my games in a phrase, 22 minutes. We'll go to Super Bowl bubble, um, and then we'll talk a little bit of quarterback moves this offseason. My Super Bowl bubble, teams that I could see winning the Super Bowl at this point will probably get us to 30 minutes. Buffalo, I think, could win the Super Bowl. Um, playing good defense, playing de- I mean, if they can come back to be an even better defense like they were last year, they're still playing well enough right now to, to I think, win playoff games. But they are going to be such a, a big piece in the AFC, and I think they're the number one team that could potentially knock off Kansas City, and I wouldn't rule it out. So Buffalo, clear path to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Kansas City, an even clearer path. But I think all these teams um, on their right day could potentially get there. Kansas City, great offense, good defense, good coaching. Just lies a little too dormant. I think in the playoffs they'd realize it's the playoffs and maybe play with a little more urgency. So that's that's what I'm riding on for Kansas City. Baltimore, not sure I trust that running game late without a lead. Um, but at this point, they're, I mean, they're hot. They're improving, um, and they're going to make the playoffs this weekend. 
Indianapolis, great defensive play, great offensive line play. Jonathan Taylor running the ball hard. Naheem Hines kind of a scat, change of pace back. And Phillip Rivers has had some very good games this year, and he's also had some not-so-great games. But he's efficient with the ball. Um, he's kind of funky with the ball. Um, but, you know, he can, at this point, it still seems like he can make every throw. So I wouldn't rule Indianapolis out if Rivers can have a good game, and I know that he just wants to win because that's all he talks about is, I just want to win. So I think in the playoffs that might come out a little bit. Green Bay, again, seeing them stop Derrick Henry told me everything I needed to know at this point about them. Green Bay clearly at this point has a path to the Super Bowl, in my opinion. They might be my favorite out of the NFC. They're going to get some rest, um, which might slow down the momentum a little bit. I always worry about first-round buys for some for some teams really relying on momentum, like Tampa Bay. Um, but and Then New Orleans, Seattle, and Tampa Bay also in the Super Bowl bubble out of the NFC. So four and four, four from the AFC, four from the NFC. You know, on their right day, New Orleans, Seattle, and Tampa Bay playing good defense, um, explosive offenses, good quarterback play. They could get there. Outside, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I never thought, and it's honestly, I'm gonna, I would, I would roast someone that put Dallas outside the Super Bowl bubble. But as of right now, I'm going to. They've been hot the last couple weeks. Andy Dalton has been very good. He's been very efficient passing the ball. He's thrown for a lot of touchdowns. They have great receivers. Um, and you know if Zeke can run the ball like he did against the Eagles, that'll be big time. Uh, so Dallas is outside the Super Bowl bubble right now. Can I see them going on a magical run? Probably not, but I wouldn't rule them out of the playoff race. Potentially, I still think it'll be Washington this uh, this weekend that wins it, uh, that gets into the playoffs. But I don't know. Dallas just is very very hot in that momentum. Who knows? Could go into the playoffs and maybe win one game with Andy Dalton. Tennessee Titans, um, you know, Derrick Henry was stopped by a team that is famous for not being able to stop the run. So a little bit of concerns. I move them out of the Super Bowl bubble. Cleveland, I move them out of the Super Bowl bubble, or I just keep them outside. I don't remember where they were a couple weeks ago when I last did this. And then Chicago, playing better on offense, playing very well on defense still. They're outside. Could potentially, if a couple things change, if Trubisky hits the right stride at Cleveland, if Jarvis Landry becomes a great number one um, or shows the potential of being a great number one like he has, uh, maybe they could go on a run. Dallas, I'd probably take him out if I were redoing this right now, um, but definitely an interesting talking point. And uh, we'll talk quarterback moves this offseason. And then that will bring us to 30 minutes. So I'm going to bring up my quarterback moves this offseason predicted. Um yeah, here we go. Not sure where it's at. I'll go to Canva real quick, so give me a sec. But potential quarterback moves this offseason. I looked at quarterback team like teams that might need a quarterback. Um they're I looked at their current starters and where they might go to fill the other needs of other teams. So I'm gonna go with off season quarterback moves. Guys who could be on the move doesn't mean they will. Um but yeah, interesting to bring this up uh these guys could be gone they could stay who knows um but yeah here we go philip rivers for the indianapolis colts i think he's gonna retire spend more time with his kids um if he wants to keep playing probably be in indianapolis um but for the sake of this i'll say he retires because if it's not this year it'll be next year ryan fitzpatrick classic belichick move just grab fitzpatrick for um, a division rival if nothing more to cut him and get a little bit more of the dolphins but i think fitzpatrick will spend uh, a little bit of time in New England. Maybe it'll be he 
and maybe it'll be Jared Stidham to a style. Maybe it'll be another quarterback. But I think they're either going with Stidham or they're going to draft a quarterback. Um, I I just can't see them spending money on a on a free agent. Otherwise, they would have spent money on Brady. Um, maybe Brady wanted to leave. Who knows? Ryan Fitzpatrick going to New England to either mentor Stidham or to mentor a draft quarterback. And regardless, at some point, play for the Patriots this next season and complete his AFC East tour. I think that's not out of the question. Cam Newton, I think he goes to Dallas in an Andy in a Andy Dalton type role just to be a backup. But you know, Cam is a celebrity. Jerry wants these flashy guys. Um, you know, went out and got a good backup despite having a great backup, despite having a great starter in Dak Prescott. I think Cam Newton would be down to go be a Dallas Cowboy, um, and so that's where I see him going to be a backup. Jacoby Brissett, I think he goes to the Jets or the Giants to push their starter. I do think the Jets are going to take Penny Sewell or trade the second pick. Um, and so I think Jacoby Brissett or, or a veteran could go there, kind of like the Flacco move. Maybe it's Flacco again, just to go push Sam Darnold, someone that can go in and potentially play well, but just to push Sam Darnold, who's been playing well lately. And maybe Sam Darnold stinks it up next year, and they go and they turn to Jacoby Brissett. Regardless, I see him going to the Jets or the Giants. I think he'll be in New York. How's that? Jacksonville, Mike Glennon, I think he stays there to mentor and back up, maybe start for a little while over Trevor Lawrence just to show him the ropes. But I think with the number one pick like that, you don't really you don't really have him sit for a year. Who knows? Maybe Jacksonville is trying to do it right. Maybe they mess it up. Who knows? Mike Glennon, though, I'll have him staying in Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew, I think he goes to Pittsburgh to back up Big Ben. Maybe maybe Mason Rudolph plays very well this weekend against the Steelers, and that doesn't happen. But as of right now, I think Gardner Minshew could potentially go to the Steelers to potentially take over at some point for Ben Roethlisberger. Drew Locke in Denver. I think he gets another shot in Denver. Still on that rookie deal. Carson Wentz, I think he leaves Philly, heads to the Colts. Um, I wouldn't rule it out that he stays in Philadelphia at this point. But I think uh, for the sake of this, he reunites with Frank Reich, who he had his best year as, uh, who he had his best year as a pro with, as his offensive coordinator, who's now the head coach in Indianapolis. I think Carson Wentz goes there. I think Dwayne Haskins heading to the strip club this offseason. Um, but maybe you know the Rams here uh, for the, before the postseason. Who knows? Um, I think they might even just go Bortles over Haskins and not worry about the nightmare. Mitchell Trubisky, I think he gets another go. Signs, you know, a $10 million a year contract in Chicago to start for two years or gets a two-year deal or maybe gets a one-year prove-it deal. Regardless, I think they run it back with him now that he's back in the starting role instead of Nick Foles. Dallas, Andy Dalton. I think Andy Dalton heads to Denver for an open competition with Drew Locke. And if nothing else, he can Denver. He can uh, in Denver. He can mentor Drew Locke. But I think Dalton might be a starter next year, and I think it'll be with the Broncos if any team goes after him. Matthew Stafford. I think they're going to hire Lewis Riddick, who has already come out and said, "If I was the Detroit Lions GM, which he has interviewed for, I think that he would stay with Stafford um, and build the team around Stafford." He goes, "That's a very, very good quarterback." So I think Lewis Riddick gets hired by the Lions, and Stafford stays. I think Breeze retires, and Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston take over, and I think Jimmy Garoppolo stays in San Francisco. So that's my predicting off-season quarterback moves. Rivers to retirement, Fitzpatrick to New England, Newton to Dallas, Brissett to the Jets, Glennon stays in, J- in Jacksonville, Minshew goes to Pittsburgh, Locke stays in Denver, Wentz goes to Indy, Haskins goes to the Strip Club, Trubisky stays in Chicago, signs a new one, two-year deal, Dalton goes to Denver, Stafford stays in Detroit, Breeze retires, and Garoppolo gets another shot in San Francisco. 
Um, so that is my predicting offseason quarterback moves sitting at 31 minutes right now, about to hit 32. So I will let you guys go. Got call the audible awards most likely next week. MVP, surprise player of the year, some special awards just from call the audible. And we'll also predict the NFL uh, awards. You'll see my game picks later in the week. Sorry we couldn't get to that. Ran out of time, but I think this was a good podcast. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it, and we will see you next week for Episode 3 and Week 17.